Hi, hi. Uh, I'm looking for pi over three. Oh no, sorry. This is pi over three plus epsilon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 25. On this week's episode, we discuss the son of the good-natured man. We give a hint to our secret location. We try to find a parrot, and Chris pulls random things from his pockets. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that comes to you from our new secret location in the Las Vegas Valley. We have a very special... No, it's, it's actually not a special episode. It's just a regular old normal episode. Except we do, for the first time in quite a while, have a new guest with us, and that is Mr. Jonathan Davis. Sadly, not the singer from Corn. I've been misled. Uh, Jonathan, you can I was say told, hi. I was told the singer from Corn. You should have you, you should have understood when you were in a room with him and he didn't have dreadlocks. I just I mean, listen. I change my hair all the time. He wasn't wearing a kilt. I change my clothing. He Sometimes. didn't growl every time he spoke. Well, I guess, yeah. Have okay. you ever dressed up as Jonathan Davis for Halloween? I mean, I know you're Jonathan every Davis, day. but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to say hi to the listeners, Jonathan? Hey. Okay, and uh, turning back, we have, uh, you know, the the all-star of combinations and permutations. That's right. He's got such a loving look in his eye as he the says The one, that. the only, the undergraduate, Christopher Bates. I'm back and blacker than ever. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that has to do with us. Chris is actually a uh, Scandinavian man. Yeah, I think we've talked about this. He's Scandinavian Asian, right? Full-blooded Scandinavian. Asian. Asian. Scandinavian. <laughs> and that other voice that you've heard a lot already, and I'm sure you're going to hear it more today, much to your chagrin would be the inimitable, not that anybody has ever tried or would want to, Nathan Rowe. I don't know what that means, honestly. Inimitable, in, unable in, to imitate. Imitable. I'm saying that oh, nobody okay. would want to imitate you even if they could. In, imitable. In, in, imitable. Inimitable. Why, why is not inimitatable? Could it not be an imitatable? Uh, it's inimitable. Not just that, you're Un, indomitable. Imitatable? In. in, in, in <laughs> Okay, so let's actually talk about some math. English. Okay, sorry Uh, about that. I apologize formally. Well, we do accept your apology here in the Combinations and Permutations community, which you can uh, check out some of the comments and things made by him because I completely forgot to plug this last show. I'm going to plug it 35 times, this one, at our blog, uh, combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com, where there are picture wrap-ups of every episode. Really, go leave comments. They're usually friends. kind of, kind of all right. We're gonna know. have pictures, uh, not and necessarily it's my, of and it's us. It's my understanding. Oh. It's my understanding that the uh, the site has has finally had the old stuff removed. Oh no, I never got no, around no, to no, that. Okay, never mind. So just have patience, uh, unless you have internet that you know direct connection to God or something. 
you know, fiber optic cable leading up to heaven. It might take you a couple minutes to uh, load. The I'll, I'll try to take care of that soon, uh, because I don't I don't want to be a complete jackass. But let's let's get to our topic. Did you use bitmaps for everything? No, no, no. I I grab pictures off the interwebs. And you know a big yeah. series of tubes that's in stay, our backyard. I try to say text, text only. Oh, okay, text only. Yeah, no, no. We're you, pictures, videos. You use links. That's your your browser, right? Links. Oh, uh, AOL tells me. You I can make some too. pretty oh. cool pictures. I mean, if you guys have ever seen uh, me, you, and everyone we know, or something. Yeah, me and you and everyone we know. Yeah, right. Um, they drew a, a kick-ass tiger by typing in slash arrow slash eight. You, do you remember that? Yeah, scene? it's it's ASCII art. Type yeah. stuff. Yeah. But they, they, they okay. Topic. To topic. Topic. Hand. Math. Oh my god. I'm really excited. No, I'm not. I am. I don't even want to be here today. I'm just. I want you to be here. Well, thank you. So, uh, Leonardo of Pisa. Anybody know who he is? Of the Pisa Tower. The leader of the turtles. Leonardo da Vinci. Okay, Leonardo da Pisa. Or Leonardo of Pisa. Stop trying to glance da, at the da computer Vinci? screen. No. Uh, how about uh, the son of the good-natured man? Does that sound any more familiar? Da Vinci? No, it's not Da Vinci. Oh, okay. Son of the good-natured man. Does that sound familiar? Jesus. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone, can anyone speak uh, Italian? We. Oui. Okay. I, I don't Nine. Is yes in Italian. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I, I think it's C. I, I think I'm it, pretty sure yeah. that no is no. Yeah, no is no. But no is I, no yes, is no. I think is ciao. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the person that we're going to talk about today, uh, his nickname uh, in Italian, which he was Italian, uh, obviously he's of Pisa. Uh, translates into son of the good-natured man because his father had the nickname good-natured uh and that's because um, i mean his his nickname was uh bonaccio bonaccio and uh in italian you put the prefix fib fibonacci there you go in order to say son of so today we're going to be speaking of the man who i actually didn't know this helped uh, bring the Arabic number system to the West. <laughs> that, uh, is, that, is, uh, that is something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you count with my numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, I mean, there's one thing. I mean, everybody knows of a sequence, um, which we're going to spend, I imagine, the majority of today. Oh, the Fibonacci about. sequence. I was like, the sequence. Yeah, the sequence. <laughs> there's only one sequence that gets the all in caps. Not the only in caps. Prime in, sequence? In Helvetica, 32. Caps, you know the beautiful design standard, the right up there, sequence. front of sequence. That would be the Fibonacci. I have a Fibonacci story. Oh, awesome! Uh, just tell it. Why not? Go in ahead. seventh grade, uh, I was a below-average math student, and we had it a we had a quiz, and one of the questions was who made the sequence and they wrote out the sequence and uh, I, I remembered this I was like yes I know this I was paying attention for this moment and I wrote Liberace <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I contested did you, it. Did, I, you I, spell, <laughs> did you spell Liberace correctly 
Because that Maybe. is not an easy name to Maybe. spell. But it was, I, I contested with my teacher, and I said, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not, we're only like three blocks, you know, just, just so people might get a little bit of a hint of our secret location. We're only like three blocks or four blocks from the Liberace Museum. Vertically. True. <laughs> we are in the, in the tunnel system. Okay. So Fibonacci, uh, Leonardo of Pisa, Leonardo Pisano, Leonardo Bonacci, Leonardo Fibonacci, or most commonly Fibonacci. I'm of course reading from Wikipedia because I'm hasn't you have no original thoughts. Of your yeah, own I opinions. really don't. I don't. I'm I'm a I'm a Wikipedia reading machine. And uh, yeah, and he's best known for the two things that that we've already talked about. One, bringing the Hindu Arabic number system to the West. I mean, obviously, he didn't create it. It's well, also yeah. a lie. He did not create the Fibonacci sequence either. Fibonacci sequence was known as early as the sixth century, sixth century well, A.C.E. in India. What I mean, song? I know that I know that the Greeks probably uh, thought about it, but I it mean, was it was first written down in the sequence form uh, by Indian mathematicians. Did they call it the golden, or, or was that the Greek thing? Was it? Yeah, no, 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 no. The, the golden the, ratio. Yeah, but the golden the ratio can be derived from the Fibonacci. It is not directly the Fibonacci sequence. Understanding okay. the sequence. Uh, it involves being able to write it infinitely with a you know equation and things like that. So, uh, Chris, explain Fibonacci sequence. Well, Fibonacci sequence uh, is, I guess, the uh, typical example of a of a f- of a sequence that's defined recursively. Um, let's say the first element of the sequence is one, and the second element of the sequence is one. Well, the rule for the rest of the, the elements in the sequence is going to be take the previous two elements, add them together. And that's your next element. So the third element is 1 plus 1, which is 2. The f- fourth element is 1 plus 2, which is 3. The fifth element is 2 plus five, 3, which is 5. 8, 13, 21. Uh, interesting, interesting note that I want to get out before Sam says anything else. 34. Uh, is, is, 55. Uh, I, if you ever read the book, uh, Surely You Must Be Joking, Mr. Feynman or something. Um, yeah. His, his, one of his autobiographies, he has two or, or maybe multiple, I don't know. Um, he was a fantastic writer. So. Yeah, he's he, really good. I, I highly recommend it. But um, one time he couldn't get into, he needed some papers from the safe or something while he was working at Los Alamos uh, with the nuclear bomb. And, and it was like closed for some reason. He couldn't, he couldn't get in because um, it was like the weekend or something. And so they, they sealed it off so that you know they didn't have to, whatever. Anyway. Um, he knew that that one of his colleagues had copies of them hidden in his personal safe, because because you know you 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 are allowed to make copies if you work because you I mean you don't want to have only one copy of these things you know so he had one in his personal safe so so Feynman uh, want, wanted these copies and the friend wasn't around so he went to the office and broke into the safe because he he couldn't you know he couldn't just like crack the safe by hearing although he was good at cracking safes he, he needed to. He needed to do something beforehand. I, it's an interesting book. He explains it. But um, he didn't know how to crack this safe. So what he did instead was try to guess what kind of number would be used. And the safe combination ended up being 11, 23, 58, and then 13 or something like that. You know, So it was, it was the Fibonacci sequence protecting all of our nuclear secrets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of reminds me of an episode of MathNet that I watched once where uh, the the secret clue was that uh, the person had 
hidden something using a Fibonacci style uh, set of towers on a slightly finished wall or something, I believe. Man, MathNet was awesome. They, they were trying to find a parrot who was the, I believe, the witness to a crime. It's like Hardy Boys stuff. <laughs> yeah. Was there weren't weren't their partners like named after days of the week or something like Monday and Wednesday? Well, yeah. Or? Yeah. It was, it was making fun of uh, Dragnet, who had Joe Friday. I'm Friday. This is my partner Thursday. <laughs> Chris, you're not actually funny. Oh no, it was that's oh, right, it, the it, show. It, they had that. You take that back. Chris is all right. He's got a he's got a really high batting average. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, so that makes up for it. Yeah, but I only played like two games. <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> a small statistical. Oh, I have sample. a I have a comment about uh, how it was first. The numbers were first invented in India. I spent a month in India this summer, and those guys came up with tons of stuff just individually, and then their civilization just kept getting wiped out, so it was lost. And we keep finding how they had this incredible technology. Uh, they had the first um, city civilization in the world way before anyone else. Ang- Angkor, right? Angkor. Isn't that that's in, in India? That's in Cambodia. Oh. Angkor Wat was a is a Hindu is a Hindi temple. They had a city something like 6000 years ago. Yeah, it, it had bath, close to a greenery. million people, flowing water, um, and these massive reservoirs so that they could grow crops almost year long. It's like this amazing civilization and then they forgot like they built it and they lived there until they forgot how to keep things running because I mean it, and so cracks were started producing and, yes. and everything just fell to shit yeah, and the, the civilization was, was wiped out by pestilence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was uh, there were three cities. One of them was it translate one of them the name for it turns into the city of the dead because when they uncovered it it was just completely filled with dead bodies and they didn't know why. Like Aliens. Okay, so <laughs> mathematics. Aliens. <laughs> did, you, so did you go to the city of the dead? Oh, I crawl th- around in there. Like, I think that this must be super protected. Yeah, that probably. area. I learned about it in my class while I was there. Did you see the Stargate? Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's a Stargate about it. Oh. So uh, recursive, <laughs> recursively defined. So um, it's if you take. Uh, a i or a n to be the nth Fibonacci number. It's defined as a n equals a n minus one plus a n minus two, where a zero and a one equal one. That's that's your basic definition of of a Fibonacci sequence. Anyone anyone know uh, the reason he originally wrote about it? What problem he was trying to solve that he used the sequence for? Was it for rolling up uh, no carpets. No. Nathan? You got anything? He was looking at pentagrams. Jonathan? Was he trying to figure out the stock market? (laughs) (laughs) Really, nobody... Okay, uh, he was... He was trying to uh, quantify how many rabbits there would be after a certain amount of time. Oh, I have seen that application of Fibonacci. Yeah, that that was his original... His original use for it was... uh, generations worth of rabbits that was the original like we do that problem today in discrete math and whatever it's a yeah, classic well, homework problem yeah because and it's that because uh fibonacci wrote about it in one of the books that he published it was in uh libera i believe yeah 
<laughs> that that's uh, L I B E R space A B A C I. Oh, book of Achi. Liber meaning book. Uh, Probably. I would. I'd, I'll give you that. This yeah, a, this is a makes podcast sense. high five right here. Yeah. Oh, I actually heard that one through my cans. That's Can- what we call him in the industry. Good. He's got cans. a. This man's oh. got a good high five. Uh, well, he was looking at the elbow. You know, yeah, that's that's that that freaking works. If you look at the other person's elbow when you're trying to high five, you get the best sound possible. Yeah. Uh, or or we fail completely <laughs> to hit. Uh, Nathan, do you remember that one? You guys you couldn't had? hear it because it was just so loud. It over <laughs> it over went. I mean, you know, the <laughs> mics capped out for a moment. We had to delete the sound. You know, <laughs> like. You know it's a, it's a it's a bad day for this podcast when I'm the one who's actually trying to keep it on topic. Nathan, do you remember that one high five you had where you, you actually like your hand was red? Oh my god. For like hours hours my hand was hurting. I must I must have been maybe like 80, 100 feet away, and I heard it. Yeah, I, this guy. I thought you were going to say you were maybe 80, 100 feet away, and then I ran full speed, no. arm extended. Our air conditioning makes Yeah, why do oh, you oh, even wait. need to talk I'm about sorry. that? It's I'm not. Sorry, never mind. I thought never someone mind. was taking a piss outside the door. <laughs> it's like that scene from uh, The Exorcist. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, uh, yeah, there's this guy. There's this guy named Joey Shea who is. He's now actually he's a member of CSUN Senate here at UNLV, and he's the RHA president. Like he is a very active man. He's, he'll probably rule the world someday. But um, don't give him a high five because it hurts. It was they wound up. Like there was yeah, preparation. We, we we like ran at each other from across and like jumped in mid air <laughs> and high five and it echoed. Really, for you know, <laughs> jumping jumping ones I always seem to fail on. We didn't. It's it's, <laughs> it's not it's not super easy to get those. So we're talking about Fibonacci here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Yes. What so, about Fibonacci? Okay. Uh, the, the book. Well, of see the Fibonacci, Fibonacci. sequence. It, we're, it's, we'll talk more about that book later. And the sequence of the Fibonacci numbers is just a very interesting thing as a whole. And the reason why I'm sure people, uh, you know, Indian mathematicians in the sixth century were able to recognize it is because Fibonacci numbers show up fucking everywhere. The sequence itself shows up in a huge amount of places. Anybody know random things that the Fibonacci numbers show up in other than the amount of rabbits? Shells, the swirl. Yeah, the the golden spiral, which you Mm. can uh, derive using... Fibonacci sequence to create golden rectangle tilings. Are you serious? Yeah. Like one of these? Yeah. What the hell are you carrying a shell for? Like, what the hell? You remember that time? You remember that time machine that I was telling you guys about? Is that is that the time machine? Well, when did you what come up so with that? We're, we're gonna add time machines to the list. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> okay, so we got uh, shells. Anybody else have anything? Why do you have that shell with you? <laughs> <laughs> you can put it on the we- on the on the uh, p- on the uh, web page. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't paste the shell. I wonder if re- I wonder if listeners will actually believe. <laughs> the listeners believe that there's an actual shell. They don't know. In Chris's pocket. They don't know, but I still want to know <laughs> why the hell you have a shell <laughs> with you. Ew. Oh yeah, it, it was just recently vacated. <laughs> 
Oh, is it? It's a snail <laughs> shell. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a local. It was vacant. Why are there snails in the desert? No, this is not a snail shell. They're, this is a crab shell. I think Why are there crabs crab in the shell. desert? <laughs> it just had to be somebody's pet. Oh. Wait, Why you would, found this here? You <laughs> found it on campus. I was walking. Uh, yeah, the somebody other day. had a hermit crab. Was it like an outside hermit crab, and it just it just went away? There's no, there's no hermit. Back? There's no hermit crabs in this. So area. Pe- someone had a pet hermit crab, like on a leash, just walking it on campus. No, they probably had they carried it, leash. and just it. It would out. be very hard to to make a machine that could construct artificial ones because of the the like the weird channeling inside itself, like. I mean, you'd have to start at the center and then wait for it to harden or something as you as you spiral outward or something. I don't know. Like I think I think the easiest way would be to cut it in half, make two molds, and then uh, make the molds come together. You could build it in zero G, with uh, like out of uh, <laughs> a. Lick. How about how about one of the uh, the things that uh, object printers? They no, might no, be able no, to do it. It couldn't no. do that. It that could not cool. make this. Why not? Because I mean, it could make the shell of it, but it couldn't make the the cavity go all the way through Why to not? the center. If the machine was self annihilating, like if it could do its job from the outside it in and to... then destroy itself, <laughs> <laughs> or make itself part of the shell. No, I mean, it would have to work from the in. It would. Ha- I mean, maybe you can program it to work from the inside what? out. But I think that <laughs> you're just supposed to put like a. I think that those can only really make convex shapes. Um. Uh, okay, so other than shells, <laughs> where else does a Fibonacci sequence show up? Wikipedia. Flowers? Was it flower petals? Protecting nuclear secrets. The <laughs> number, yeah, well, we have one person here who actually understood uh, in nature, uh, and that, yeah, uh, the amount of petals on a flower is always a Fibonacci number. Um, the uh, number of uh, swirls, both clockwise and counterclockwise, on a pineapple, the oh. diagonal swirls, oh, yeah. um, they're sequential Fibonacci numbers, like 8 and 13, I think is the most common one. Um, what, uh, the, the number, the, 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 the things inside of a flower, too, you know, the, uh, the little stain. Bananas. bananas. Bananas have, if you open them up, like on the inside, they can actually be split vertically along the, the oh, length yeah. into three. But the outside shell is always five sides. Three, five are, are sequential yep. Fibonacci numbers. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if that's why. The uh, you know. if you look at a tree and the way the uh, uh, the branches come out, you'll find that those are uh, golden spiral related as well. These these are sort of approximations. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that, those not, aren't going to be perfect. That one's not exact. No, yeah. but it is. It is very. It's very close. It's also been posited, though never proven, that the golden ratio is also directly related to where our navel is placed on our body. Navel, the what? belly button. The belly button. Is it? Is it roughly? The the amount below it is the larger amount. Right, right. And then the, you know, if you take a golden rectangle and then, which is one to one plus the square root of five over two, which is approximately one to 1.618. Did Data have a navel? Or I'm sorry, a belly button? I don't care. Well, his his long-term, long-term goal care. of his creator was to be human, so it would make sense. Yeah, he would probably make really, one. I don't know really if it would don't be. Care. Yeah, for the locker room stuff, you know, you got to fit in. Does but he have belly on the button? 
you know, he's got an A, he's a B, a C. Or, I wonder, sure. I you know, wonder if, up, like, up, down, down, left, they right, left, right, the A select start. I wonder if they tried to make him with, like, the same way and, like, feed feed him through the navel as he was growing into himself or something. Maybe that's the input where they where they put in his software and whatever um, for his mind. They put it in the navel because it's, you know kind of where our mothers input You know our actually in, in a lot in a lot of science fiction things uh, the two places that are most common for you know uh, fake humans to have plugs is the neck the back and of the neck usually yeah. yeah the back of the neck right by the brain stem uh, the belly button Oh yeah they are they are the two most likely places for fake humans to have random plugs You just checked <laughs> <laughs> Who else was thinking? Second, <laughs> I, Not I, I, me. I felt I did feel it at least once during that conversation. You know, give yeah. it a little, give it a little touch. Did Adam yeah. have a belly button? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, it doesn't fucking matter. I think uh, uh, because because oh, that's, that's not that's question. not a no. I think it's I not. Adam it's didn't not have a, a there belly was never button. an Adam. <laughs> oh, in in the story, I think he was. I think they're without he a was, belly button. He was made in God's image. God right. obviously doesn't have a belly button. Why well, why doesn't God have a belly? button? I mean, because why would God want to pick out a bunch of lint every day? He wears those long, <laughs> flowing white robes. You know, those white robes, obviously made of cotton. Cotton's going to come off, and it's going to get all up in the God's belly button. And you know God has a deep fucking belly button, too. I mean, it's, it's not just one of those just little, said, like, on the surface. Said he doesn't have one, and now you're saying he does have no, one. No, no, I'm saying deep. if he did. If yeah. he did have one, it would be deep. And therefore, he would have to spend a good four to five hours every day Picking lint out. Because it would all get up in that shit. And he doesn't want lint up in his shit. And so he just doesn't have a belly button. And That's an, why. And, and his belly button is probably the size of like several universes in the multiverse. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, it has layers. <laughs> it's like a black hole in there. We probably all exist in God's belly button. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that we do like... We look up at the sky, we're just looking deeper into the navel of God. And, 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 and well, actually, no, it's just those white things. Uh, God now just has uh, gray hair <laughs> on the inside of his belly button. They're not stars, it's God's belly button hair. I could see it, yeah. And we're like, we're like that little bit of mold that's growing in there because he can't wash it very well. That's what humans are. <laughs> or life in general. What are, what are we talking about today? I can't even remember. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. We're talking about Fibonacci. So uh, can anyone think of any time that uh, the Fibonacci sequence has shown up in popular culture? No. I can, but I'm not allowed to say. Oh, no. I'll, I'll lift off whatever... Thing, I apparently is it Battlestar related? Yeah, I don't remember it being in Battlestar. Go ahead. It was terrible because I I was to, I was totally taken. I, I was totally Just, fooled is this by this. Spoil Nathan. Oh shit! All okay, right, we never can't mind. Talk about it. All right, uh, damn it. Somebody who just released a uh, best-selling book used the Fibonacci a lot in one of his books. Oh, the new Dan Brown book. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's in that one, but it was in Digital Da Vinci's Fortress. Code. No, uh, Da Vinci Code. Oh. Da Vinci's Code. It was the uh, 
the uh, unlock sequence for the codex. Apparently, it, it's See, everybody uses it. Yeah, first. like that's the password I always try first. If I'm, you know, when I'm when I'm breaking into bank accounts and oh, such, yeah. you know, because it oh. happens a couple times a day, I guess. You know, not well. That I often. mean, you gotta you gotta pay for your lavish lifestyle here in God's <laughs> navel. <laughs> you know, there must be some. I mean, if nature has all of these instances of you know approximate. Fibonacci sequences um, and the you know the, the golden spiral is it golden the, ratio the, the golden and yeah the golden spiral is derived using the golden ratio. There must be some type of energy principle or optimization principle, like from the calculus of variations, where if you have like the Lagrangian for a physical system, uh, then the system wants to go the path of least you know, the path of least resistance or yeah, least action. Uh, and, and then, of course, the physical symmetries of the system, whether they're molecular symmetries or some kind of geometric symmetries, might give rise to these sequences, these Fibonacci sequences, as being like the natural state that the system wants to be in or the natural evolution of a, of a system. Um, but I'll have to look more into that. As a biology major, makes sense. And then we would, it's appealing to us uh, because we're products of that and we're just yeah, evolved to like yeah. it. Or sums. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it, it does make sense. I've, I've always been quite intrigued as to why a certain sequence of numbers would show up so much in the natural world because they are literally everywhere. I mean, you eat cauliflower that's uh, Fibonacci sequence related. You do... Uh, Let's see. I think the spirals on corn probably are as well. Um, Intestines. I don't. I doubt that. I Numbers think. tend to remain pretty steady throughout evolution. For example, a lot of a lot of what they can tell of lineages of animals is based on dental formulas. It stays. These things stay so specific throughout time, um, millions and millions and millions and millions of years. So if one developed it and it worked. It's like, okay, let's all, we're just going to keep that. What's mm. a dental formula? Uh, the number of teeth. Um, there's a certain limit to the number of teeth, 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 different lineages of animals can have. And based on that, you can determine, you can look at a skull and tell, okay, it's this type of animal. Even sharks? Mm-hmm. Well, sharks are very specific because they have the different amount or the the rows, multiple ro- rows of teeth as and well. And they're all the same. Yep. And, and, th- and I mean... Yeah, the differi- differentiation of teeth. How many teeth does a human have? <laughs> you can't differentiate that. It's a sharp edge. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a, a bicuspid. Okay, okay, so one person here understood what, understood what I meant by that use of the word differentiation. It was, um, it was actually a really big evolutionary jump when we developed specialized teeth yeah. because it was it used to be uh, what, homodonts where all the teeth were the same when we developed hetero, uh, heterodont dentition we could uh, we grew the incisors and the canine many, yeah well, i mean we could eat all kinds of different things but how many I mean, teeth does a human have uh, start counting oh come on ah. i want to know 32 right 32 right. is it 32 or? Uh, no. i know i think no, it's seven times talk. four you guys talk it's a multiple of four, right? Twenty-eight, I'd say, oh, no. or thirty-two. I guess thirty-two is a multiple. Of four. Clarification of the dental formula: thirty-six. It means the upper limit of okay. You can only have one canine. You can only have two incisors, and there are very vari- there are variations. Uh, but it always follows the formula. It always follows the dental formula. 
I think it's 28 or 32, depending on if you have your wisdom teeth. If you have your wisdom teeth, it's 32. I have 28. Well, specialized yeah, there's, teeth. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. But 32 uh, is only one away from a Fibonacci, isn't it? Well, mm. there, everything is, <laughs> is reasonably close to a Fibonacci I know, I know. Well, they thin out, don't they? Well, they, they grow well, quadratically, yes. I mean. Yeah, well, they go grow quadratic. Yeah, they grow, grow quadratic. I mean, if you look at the characteristic equation, yeah, it's, it's a second degree. Yeah, x squared plus x hmm. plus one equals zero. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, the interesting fact is that elephants actually grow their teeth out in rows. It starts at the back of their mouth, and they they grow successively new teeth in each. And push out the old ones. Yeah. Kind of like sharks. So as they as their um, little shark sharks and gators, they just um, they'll just keep growing new ones all the time. But the elephant gets so huge that it grows the rows to accommodate what? for the jaws. Why shark sharks and gators must have independently evolved that. They're not they're not well, close no. relatives at well, all. Most yeah. uh, it was uh, it's un- we're unique in that we only have two sets of teeth. Most yeah. animals with teeth they keep growing new teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, you just have to go far enough back to find their common relative who would have had the same dental pattern as the chicken. Chickens. Okay, so chickens let's separate. let's start talking about the chickens other way way unrelated. Uh, surprising. So let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, Fibonacci and the other thing that he did, uh, because the Fibonacci sequence is cool and it shows up everywhere and it's it's quite fun to talk about. And uh, if you want to, you know, really impress some people at a party, you know, pick up a pineapple and uh, predict how many, you know, uh, you know spirals or that you can give a certain amount of numbers and it will be one of those numbers. You will definitely make friends and impress people. It's it's how I have become as popular and as famous as I as I am is just going to parties and I, pulling Fibonacci tricks. I just give people otter pops. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, it's like three cents for an otter pop and, like... It's so nice to get. I mean, if okay. you give someone fair, an fair pop, enough. It's fair enough. Like so let's let's talk about the other thing that he did. <laughs> I have a I have a less than one minute story about the impressing people. Oh, go ahead. My <laughs> geometry teacher in high school. Okay, at least it's math related. He, yeah, it is. It's very um, something like the second week. He brought people up. He had go on the projector, and he brought people. It was like try to beat me, so no one wanted to do it because it was like you're just. You're gonna do something to make us win, and two people went up, and he just made a couple moves and won. He's like, "All right, you beat us at you beat high school students at no, you beat middle school students at go. Way to go, man!" (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't. I what did he did he somehow try to relate it? Like my math ability makes me better than you. It was like that. It was like yeah, because I used math to win. Okay, so in, in 1202 ACE, uh, Leonardo of Pisa published uh, Libra Abaci, and which, I mean, that, that's a long time ago. That's 800-some years ago. That's, I mean, much longer than our lives so far. Even if you combine all of us, uh, we get to one-tenth of that t- time or so. I mean, if you add all of our years on this planet together. And it introduced something called the modus indorum, which would uh, translate to method of the Indians, which is the decimal number system that we use today. And Fibonacci was a, I mean, he was a smart guy uh, in that he knew that in order to convince people that they should use this, he needed to give people an application. 
And so what he did is he uh, actually used accounting and bookkeeping as a practical reason uh, why to switch because switching made it so much easier to do your bookkeeping. And that's what he did. And can you guys imagine if we were not working with the decimal number system right now? The positional decimal number system with zero through nine. You mean if we had like Roman numerals or something? Well, as long some as other had, number system. As long as we had some uh, exponential growth number system, you know, like like the Mayans didn't have decimal and they had a variable exponential growth, but it would be you know the ones place and the twenties place, and then instead of uh, multiplying by twenty again, they'd multiply by five or something. Yeah, but decimal decimal makes more sense in the end for a human being. We do have ten fingers. Ten fingers, ten toes in general. But we have 10 fingers and 10 toes. So if you are pretty good at controlling individual toes, you can count to 20 and use the 20 uh, system that I don't. I don't had. think you actually can because there's a couple of toes that I believe you cannot move independently. You can't, but you don't <laughs> uh-huh. know. You don't have Mayan lineage. Maybe they had special talents. You can type with your toes. I've seen your toes. I have actually typed with my toes. <laughs> I've I've hunt and pecked with my big toe. I've never I've never touch typed with my toes. I turned off yeah. the microwave with my big toe today. I was warming up some Robertos. Mm. Chimichanga. Mm. 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 You guys just have no interest in actually talking about this, do you? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the topic again? No, yeah. I know what were we talking about? Oh, decimal numbers. I see, I don't think they're that special. Um, I really don't. I think that there wouldn't, it wouldn't be really much diff, much more difficult at all if we had a variable number system like the Mayans had. And essentially what the Romans had was a mix between a five and a two. It, you know, they'd go up fivefold and then go up twofold, go up fivefold, go up twofold, but they didn't do it in a, in a way that they could expand you know, so they did it with different symbols each time. But all they ha- if they just realized that... Wait, how about, how about, okay, yes, for us, uh, well, I, I don't know about Jonathan since, he, as he's mentioned, he's biology, not mathematics, so he doesn't spend a huge amount of his time thinking of positional number systems. But for us, yeah, it's not very hard to understand and to grasp and to do this just naturally. But I think that one of the true really truly important things about the uh, Hindu Arabic number system and why it was very important that Fibonacci introduces that it allows any schmo who doesn't think about math, who doesn't want to have to think much about what they're doing, who just wants to have an intuitive understanding, the base 10 number system is incredibly effective for those people, for just the average person, because we have 10 fingers. And you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, the, I mean, the main the main advantages were in doing arithmetic, uh, addition, subtraction, multiplication. Yeah, those are so much. I mean, yeah, division and that's, isn't really. And that's the most important thing for uh, for people yeah. is that. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, we obviously can still do our research in any number system. It's it's perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, we very rarely deal with numbers. Right. And the, the number we most commonly use is zero, as in if epsilon is greater than zero, for all epsilon greater than zero, or there exists a delta greater than zero. That's the most common number that we use. And, and when we do have to do things in number systems, we often end up using binary just because... Uh, computers like it. Computers like it, but also, I mean, just, you know, um, 
it's it does it helps out for a lot of like lot, power yeah. series stuff. Yeah. Binary and, and, is a lot easier. And in number theory, if you're doing um, or you know, if you're working mod whatever, you yep. work, you you write the number in binary to and then raise it to that power by yeah. Yeah. Every equation, I mean, has, you know, if you rearrange it, you could have zero on one side and some expression on the other. So to say that one thing is equal to another is the same as saying that this other thing is identically zero. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess zero is, uh, zero yeah. is not, oh, we've got, we've got one head, five fingers, and approximately 33 teeth. Those are all Fibonacci. <laughs> Oh God! Two arms. You, you can find. Yeah, yeah. Things. You're you're just you're just you're looking reaching, for it reaching. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think for people, a much more important. It, it was much more important for people than it was for mathematicians. Mathematicians can work around things. We do it constantly. We switch right. between number systems. Like I've Arch seen people who switch between octal, hex, and binary in the same piece of work. Octal, hex, and binary are so easy to switch back and forth. I know, because they're all powers of two. Right, so you can just break it. Yeah, it's so, yeah, okay, anyway. No, but, I mean, math, yeah, proof that mathematicians have always gotten cotton around it um, is Archimedes' paper, counting the number of sand in the uh, universe. back to that, man. Wait, counting what? What do you count? Archimedes counted the number of sand particles, particles or whatever sand, that, yeah. that would fill Grains the universe. Grains of sand. Grains of sand that it would take to fill the universe. Okay, but we're gonna we're gonna keep that story because I swear, I swear soon we will have an episode dedicated to this man who ran naked, shouting obscenity. Oh no, not obscenities, Eureka! <laughs> man, I always get that one screwed up. Okay, uh, well, I think we're probably gonna call it pretty soon. Uh, so, if you would like to get a hold of us, if you have any suggestions on how I can possibly keep these people on topic. Or topics that you want to hear us talk about, please email us at combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com and please check out the recaps at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. So now I'm going to ask you guys if you have any other things you want to tell about Fibonacci. Anybody? Anybody? Any ideas? I, I think we do have 33 teeth now. I mean, we got the 32, and of course, we have a new specialized tooth, the Bluetooth. <laughs> I don't want to end on that. Somebody okay, else, please. I, I, I've got it. Ciao. Jonathan? <laughs> that was good. Come on, the Italian people. God. I'm down with Nathan's goodbye. Okay, Ciao. and so for Jonathan Davis, Christopher Bates, and Nathan Rowe, I am Samuel Hansen saying Ciao. Well, that's it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you want to get a hold of us, please email us at combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com. Also, check out our blog at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. This episode has been licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike license. All the music that you've heard on this podcast is from SP12. If you like what you hear, go check them out at opsound.org. Thank you for listening.